Yo, what's good, everybody, and welcome to another rendition of Shameless Talk. It's your boy, Mondo Matter, and I'm here to bring you some things, some stuff, some realisms, some things that we, you know, always want to discuss, have to discuss, gotta discuss, speak to discuss, bring up to discuss, however you want to put it, however you want to say it, it don't matter, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And today, while I'm hopped off this live countdown, I'm going to discuss today what I call the Society Deprivation Proclamation. Now, what the hell does that mean? Society Deprivation Proclamation. So, the reason why I have this up and how I want to discuss with this today is because, uh, I was watching a few videos not too long ago, and the videos that I was watching uh, pretty much was breaking down certain things. And one particular video that I was watching was men activists versus feminism in the middle ground. Now, I will say that the video actually wasn't that bad. It was pretty educational in my standpoint, in my eyes. And pretty much how I broke it down was just trying to see, you know, what people were doing and talking with and everything. And the reason why I had watched this was because earlier today, um, I was with a few people and they were pretty much, uh, was we were pretty much having a conversation about, you know, different viewpoints and stuff. And when I think about stuff like that and I bring up stuff like that is because of the fact that, you know, we, society has this thing where we believe that our side is right, your side is wrong, and they're never going to be a middle ground. And there are some people in this world that actually do have a middle ground and understanding about this. So that's kind of the reason why I had wanted to talk about this is because people don't know how to get to a middle ground. They never did. They, they don't understand what it is to have a middle ground in a standpoint. And the reason why they don't want to have a middle ground is because of the fact that they're so hyped up off of their own shit that they don't have a different direction. So in a sense, does it suck and is it kind of fucked up and is wrong? Yes, because you have to be able to understand what it is to see both, both points of view. You can't just say one is one and the other is stupid. Now, don't get me wrong. If the other side does not make any logical sense, and when I mean by logical, I'm not talking about logical as in you believe it's logical. I'm talking logical as in, you know, what you have researched and what you found does not add up. And when I say research, you got to research it. Yes. Things that have been written down and been told is always in some way, not always, but in some way going to be a lie. And I say that because history is written by the winners. History has always been written by the winners. Okay. Only time history is not won by the winners is you got to look at like German history. German history, there's a lot of losing points in there, but they wrote it to make you understand not to do it again. You get what I'm saying? So you have to do things that actually make more sense in the case of how it is. You can't just necessarily think that, oh, I'm gonna write it this way or I'm gonna talk about it this way and it's gonna be like that. No, 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 no. So 
reason why, part of the reasons why I'm seeing how we as a society haven't figured out that point yet is because we try to write the history as the winners and the losers, both at the same time, in a point of views that, you know, really don't make sense. Okay? And if you don't think that's the case, look at what the fuck just happened, you know, this year so far. Okay? You have a person in office that lost, and everybody's trying to rewrite the history stating that he won when it was shown that he lost. That doesn't make any sense. You know, you have to look at some of these things and try to differentiate what it is. So now, the reason why I'm saying all this and, and what I'm bringing up to this is because when I watched that video of men activists versus feminism, there are some things that the feminist said that I'm kind of looking at like, that doesn't make any sense too much. And I'm not saying all feminism is the same. All feminism, all feminism is not the same. Never has been the same. It's different. You have really toxic feminism, the feminazis, as it was pointed out, and you have the people who really believe in the feminist movement. The feminist movement, you must understand, has been around for years, okay? For years it has been around. It's just taken on many different forms and many different ladders and many different stages. You have a PC feminist out now that are doing this shit because they still find certain things as unequal, which it is true. There are some things that are unequal, but you also have to think men and women are different. There's still some equality, but men and women are different. You just got to figure out where the equality lines are. So when a lady was kind of like a dude was talking about how um, he someone compared uh, women to babies about the rights and everything like that which his point was kind of off Richter, but this chick came up and was just like, look, I don't need you to protect me or anything like that. He And how she came off was very disrespectful. I understand what she was getting at, or how she was saying, you don't have to protect me. I get that part, but the way she said it just sounded so disrespectful. It was just like, you kind of just glossed over his meaning just to stick at that one point. Like, and honestly, I really want to do an interview with a feminist and a male activist. I really do, because I want to understand why some of these issues are coming the way they are coming. Because you got to think about it like this. We we have things set up in ways to, to benefit either person or either part. We, we do. There are some things that women do. There's some things that men do. Okay. You got to make that balance. You know, it's like relationships, you know, relationships need a balance. You have to be able to balance out your spouse, your mate, or whoever you're in a relationship with, you know, gay, straight, doesn't matter, whoever you're in a relationship with, you have to learn how to get that balance. Without that balance, you're not going to succeed in a way that you need to succeed. So then what necessarily are you doing if you're not putting out that balance? The world needs a balance. Thanos said it correctly. Everything has to be balanced. There's a give or a take. You know, whatever action you do has a consequence. That's the balance. Your action causes a your action causes a, a consequence, whether it be good or bad. There's a balance in that that makes it work and makes it easier for things to be able to work. It's like like it's karma. You have good and you have bad karma. You know, you do some shit, you get good karma. You do some shit, you get bad karma. There has to be an action for a reaction. 
So as much as this society has been doing the things that they've been doing, you know, regardless if it's been good or bad, you're seeing the repercussions, regardless of how long it trickles down, you're seeing the repercussions of what somebody has done at the time frame they did. So this is why it, it, it stems from how the society is. And society, truthfully, is a fucked up melting pot. It is. It's a gigantic fucked up melting pot. You have to be able to make your choices and your decisions the way they are. You know, and another thing that also bugs me about society is the fact that, you know, people can't make up their mind for shit. They can't. They do one thing, then go completely left with it. And that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how do you, how the fuck do you do one thing and go three times left with that shit? Because, and and I, and I guarantee you know you want an example of that. So so let's really let's break down the nitty gritty of this shit. You know, uh, um, while back I was talking about how there is a unbiasedness towards celebrities. This fits into this narration of the society issue. So. This unbiasedness towards celebrities. There is a such thing as a super fan. There is a such thing as a realistic super fan. And when I mean by there is a such thing as a realistic super fan, let's take super fandom to to at its at its roots and at its core. Okay, fandom is just you're a fan of something. You like it. You enjoy it. You know you root for it. Like sports teams. Okay, everybody's got a favorite sports team, whether it be hockey, rugby, lacrosse, basketball, football. Everybody's got a sports team. So people root for their sports teams the way they should root for their sports team. You want your sports team to win regardless of the circumstances and situations. The reason why there's an issue when it comes to how we look at celebrities is if one person wants to leave their sports team, whether it be good or bad, you know, oh, he's giving up on us. He doesn't like us. Fuck him. You know, we don't want to root for you anymore. Fuck you. Go, go somewhere. And they have the right to do it. That's fucked up. If they get traded, it's damn, you know, I would have hoped we kept him, you know, but he had to go. Or it's, yeah, send that motherfucker away. He wasn't doing shit for this team. He was trash. Like, why so many issues? Like, why are you going against this celebrity that realistically has done nothing to you? He's just on your favorite sports team. Or then you get like people who just hate to hate because of who they are. That shit kills me. It, it really does. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people where you take the you, you can take the fandom out of some shit and understand the hate. Like for me, if you've ever seen the movie Mommy Dearest, and Mommy Dearest is an old old movie. My mother showed me this shit. It was it was a beautiful, well crafted. Okay. The movie was about Joan Crawford and her daughter. And the lady, the actress who played Joan Crawford, um, the, 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 the actress who played Joan Crawford, right? She played the role so fucking good that I could not stand her. I couldn't, I couldn't stand her as as the character not as the actress the actress she did the role beautifully 
I just couldn't stand her because of how well she played it. And that's a difference. I'm not saying the person is horrible. I'm not saying the person is bad. I'm not saying the person is fucked up. It was just that character she played was so fucking good that I didn't like her. That's it. To other people, it's, oh man, fuck her. I never want to see another movie she's in. Fuck her, she ain't shit. And it's just like, damn, she played a character. That's what she did. She played a character. So you're taking your beef and your struggles out on somebody who just played a character. That was it. That was it. That was the nitty gritty, the, the, the top point of it. That was it. So why is it that we're putting such these people on these high pedestals where realistically they're either playing a person or they're just doing their job? You know, like the big issue that people have with football, you know, the, the whole kneeling shit. People did not like it because they were saying, you can't bring politics into sports. Politics have been in sports since forever. They really have. They've been in sports since forever. Okay? You can't get mad about politics being in sports. Regardless if you want to see it or not, it's there. It's always going to be there. Either it be sports politics or politics politics. There's politics in sports. Period. Just like there's politics in school. It's dumb as shit, but there's politics in school. You know, I guarantee you, if you really think about it, a lot of these people grew up where they said the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Okay, I know I did. But a lot of these people grew up saying the Pledge of Allegiance every morning, okay? Now, if you said the Pledge of Allegiance every morning, you had you had a certain, somewhat certain dignity of what you were doing. Okay, so you said the Pledge of Allegiance every morning, you put your hand over your heart, and you had a morning announcements, okay? That caused a controversy to where they did not like saying under God in school because you're bringing religion into school. Not the fact that it was just there. It was you're bringing religion into school. Fast track now, you have people kneeling at an anthem, not understanding what the anthem was really written about or anything. They're just saying, oh, you can't do that. It's disrespectful to the people who died for this. Think about something real quick, okay? You're saying that it's disrespectful to people who died for shit like this, forgetting the fact that the people who died for that shit are seeing once they're giving them the right for them to do it. You have this thing to where you believe that the Constitution only works when you want it to work. And if you don't think that's true, think about the Second Amendment rights and your First Amendment rights, okay? You want freedom of speech, but you want people to watch what they say for their speech. You want the right to bear arms, but you're not realizing when that actually took place and why it was done the way it was done. Okay? You want this right to do this, but you're not understanding the reason why they wrote that. Everything still falls down to the fact that you want to go one way or the other without looking up the middle. And the more you fail to look up the middle, the worse it's gonna become. You can't sit here and try to make it both ways. You have to be able to understand both and make an educated decision from that. And without that, nobody's gonna get in. That's the whole point of this. The whole point of why I say society deprivation is because we're defeating ourselves and making it more destructive 
we are. We're making it destructive. This is destructive. This is destructive work at its core. And if you don't think that this is not destructive work at its core, look what just happened. Destruction just happened. You know, the same shit you're still trying to figure out. Oh, why the fuck are y'all fighting for the shit that you're fighting for? Because we've seen it. It's happened to us and it's repeating itself. And now that it's repeating itself, it's now front street. You don't want to believe it or you don't want to see it or you don't want to agree with it. And now, now we're looking at you like, okay, yeah, you want to keep the blinders on while this shit's still fucking up. Cool. cool. But anyway, the things that I'm steadily trying to make sure that people understand is the fact that society is broken society's going to be broken. The only way to fix society is take a look at society for what it is. A broken piece of shit. Let's fix it. That's all I got. Um, my little, my little speed steel spoke not reason to that shit. Um, this is your boy Mind Over Matter bringing you again, once again, once again, once again. Yeah, I said it three times, once again, <laughs> four. But anyway, this is Mind Over Matter bringing you the story, the scoop, the whoop, the whoop. The vision, the life, uh, just the talk, you know, society, how it is. Yeah, it's shameless talk, man. You can find me on multi platforms. Find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Spotify. At shameless talk, you know, and let's keep it cracking. It's the shame. It's the shame. But let's bring you the game. Peace.